All right. If you're here, you're keeping up, and I greatly appreciate it. This is JT. We are on May, where are we at, 21st, Cecil? Yes, sir. 21st. Virginia Motorsports Park, second XDA event for the season. Um, now, I'm going to warn you all ahead of time, one conversation with this man ain't going to do it. <laughs> so we're going to start with the basics. And where are you from, Cecil? I'm from here. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. Wow. Well, I was born and raised. Been here... Uh, I'm 40 now, so my whole <laughs> life. But uh, yeah, that's where I'm from. It's my home track, my hometown. All right, now anybody in uh, motorsports racing, whether it's XDA, Pro Stock Motorcycle, they, they know who Cecil Towner is. They know who HTP Performance is. But we're going to back you up a little bit. Where'd you start? Uh, so I started, I worked at uh, in Mechanicsville, Virginia. It's a little town up the road uh, at a dealership. It was RNS Kawasaki. And um, I worked with Sonny, first Sonny Fishpaw, okay. and, and uh, my mechanic was Jim Carroll, and they're the ones that got me into drag racing. Um, the Jim raced for Team Kawasaki and AMA Pro Star, mm -hmm. and I came along, I was a service rider. Um, and then I uh, went to my first Pro Star race when um, Jim Carroll started riding Formula Superbike for Kobe Adams. Okay. And yeah. My first race was in Atco, New Jersey, and man, I just went all downhill after that. <laughs> I, I fell in love with the sport, the the whole thing. Um, up until that point, I'd been into road racing. I, I wasn't into drag racing, didn't know really anything about drag racing. Okay. So they they, they kind of dipped me into it, and uh, I went head first after that. I worked at the dealership and <clears throat> saved up money and bought a dyno, put it in a trailer, and. Um, the dealership didn't want anything to do with that. Mm -hmm. They thought it was a liability. Oh, so wow. um, they were like, man, we really just can't have you dyno and bikes here at the dealership. <laughs> we don't want to be buying guys' bikes or engines, you know. Uh -huh. So um, uh, I just took a leap and uh, started HTP. <laughs> I, I had a dyno in, in a dream, I guess you want to call it. Um, it was back in the good old days. It was 2002. Wow. And, um, I mean, there, there were so many people that drove past our dealership and, and from all around and they used to go down to Lee's performance to get their bikes dynoed. Okay. And I was like, man, like there, there might be a business here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had my, I was mobile. I had my dyno in a trailer. I went all around. I went to bike weeks and uh, it was a good deal. It got me head first going into drag racing, <laughs> tuning, horsepower stuff and everything just kind of started kicked off from there. That do you, do you, have you personally raced or are you a racer? Yes. Yeah, so um, I once I once I got the passion for drag racing, I built a ZX12 um, when I worked at the Kawasaki dealership, and I drag raced. And the problem was one, I'm gravity challenged, so I wasn't going to go, but so fast. And so then, not, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Then, then, then the uh, the second problem was I would show up to the racetrack to race, and I was constantly being pulled away to work on people's bikes. Okay. So I was like, well, you know. This is it's too much, you know. I was like, I need to just focus where I can actually make a difference. So, I gave up the racing side of it and just started, you know, playing my role and, and helping and working on bikes and tuning bikes at the track. Oh wow! So, and from the point that you started race or got involved in racing to now, what's that full? Not just as a business, but personally got involved into it. So, how long are we talking about now, total? Uh, I'm going on 19 years oh. in business and. And with drag racing and tuning, uh, it's been the whole the whole 19 years. I mean, once I 
Once I went to that first Pro Star race, I, it's been That's wide it. open ever since. Now, from obviously, I mean, you you tune some of the, we'll put it the nicest, the craziest, the most insane bikes on the planet. You've got some gorgeous machines. Yeah. We've already got some pictures up of them out here. Um, over over your time, um, is a particular type because you do pro stock motorcycle, right. and then you're at XDA and you do grudge and you do is each one has unique challenges. Very so, much so. Yeah. What would what would be a pain in the neck for you and a memory like man that was that was hard to get past? Um, so. In the early days, uh, I guess when I really started putting forth most effort in, into a, if you want to call it a heads up racing class was Real Street. Okay. Um, I came out to it was at the time uh, my Rock Series and I had three GSXR one thousand nitrous bikes. Wow. And uh, me and Jason and a couple other guys had this had this plan and called it Real Street. And we went head first and sponsored a class and had three or four of them. Um, we we didn't, had no idea how fast the bikes would go yes. then. Um, we, we, we just was we were hoping to be a real nice competitive class show rider skill. And, you know, we based the, the wheelbase on the rider's weight. Man, the class really kicked off. It got popular. <laughs> And uh, we started running 18s and 80s, and, and, you know, Brock was the first person on a street bike to run the 7s, so then they started being, who's the first 7-second real street bike? Yeah. And that was a big quest, and it was a, a big journey that I wanted to try to grab. Mm-hmm. So me and Keith Thompson literally, I mean, we put in some work. We, we <laughs> tested day in, day out. Uh, we went to AMA races. We went to Myrock races. Uh, we did everything we could, and... Uh, we got it, and we finally did it. We actually did it. Um, let's say it was in. I think it was in, in a Myrock race first, yeah. where we were the first in the sevens. Wow! And uh, that was that was a feat. It was funny because Richard Gatson rode uh, Hayabusa. I also rode <laughs> for the class, and he actually did it first, but oh. not in competition. Oh, wow. We were in we were in Maryland. It was the day before. It was like a Friday testing tune. Like <laughs> we're here now, and he popped off a seven ninety eight. And um, I had to come back to the shop, and and Richard was like, "Dude, don't even change the oil on that." <laughs> and I think he ran eight O's all weekend. And he was oh, like, "What did we do?" So and Keith ended up grabbing it first. So, oh. but that that was a tough feat at, at the time. And then after that, the next thing after that, uh, there was like kind of a. Uh, a milestone and also a, a tough thing to, to grasp was being the first six second street bike yeah. you know me, me and Ryan had to really buckle down and we, we put in the work and, and did it and um, it, it was it was a big accomplishment for me yeah. and my business like I, I've always kind of taken that to heart to be you know to be the first in the sevens in real street and the first in the sixes in pro street it's amazing what the pro street bikes do today. Oh, it's, like it's crazy, isn't it? It's unreal, yeah. Now, um, obviously, you've uh, HTP Performance Superstock. Yeah. So you put your weight behind that class. Class is taken off again. Yeah. So So um, my one of the, my favorite classes back like when I started in ProStar uh, was Super Sport. Mm-hmm. And I noticed throughout the years that, all the standout riders came from Supersport. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Ricky Gadsons, Keith Dennis, Chip Ellis, Ryan Schnitz, Richard Gadson, Jeremy Teasley, Joey Gladstone, Eddie Craywick. Every one of them came from Supersport. Oh, wow. They all okay. ran Supersport. So I was like, why don't we have an introductory class like that again mm-hmm. to showcase talent? Because it's a very hard class. It is a rider's class. Yeah. Um, it doesn't pay big money. It's all about showcase yourself and your skill. Okay. And and honestly, I, I got behind it two years ago. Everybody was worried that people were going to cheat in the class because <clears throat> in super sport, it was kind of you could do some work to the engine. In super stock, which is what we have now, you're not allowed to touch it. Okay. Uh, we use the racetrack and have a dyno on site to judge and meter that, make sure no one's cheating. Okay. But I tell you what, it, the guys came out like full bl- guns a blazing, passionate about it. And I, we haven't busted one person yet. Wow. Very um, cool. And the guys are just putting in excellent work. There's people right now, David Fondant, um, Jirek Givens, that, that people might not have ever heard about these guys in the, our drag racing community that now know them every day. They walk through the pits. They've asked them to ride, whether it's their grudge bike or their ET bike or their, their pro-class bike. Like, this is what I wanted. I wanted to see a, a place where the riders could showcase their talent and get picked up to go to the next level. You know, that's, I mean, when Ryan and Richard and Jeremy and all those guys you know they're getting old like, like, like we gotta face it you know they, they used to be the babies of the sport and now they're getting old and um they're they're, they're they got plenty of years left in them but we gotta get the new class coming in too so i figured this would be a good class to have it now obviously we um the support for super stock greatly appreciate it the, the class is huge and we cannot uh, have a conversation without talking about Pro Stock Motorcycle because yeah. we just come out of the four wides. That's right. And um, got some big numbers out of there. You're working with Reed Motorsports. Yeah. So what was that like going through that weekend? Oh, that was good. Um, got Joey in the last spot of the Denso 200 mile an hour club. That was really good. Um, I was glad, glad to be able to be a part of that and be able to get him in there. Um, Four wides have been really good to us this year. We went to the finals in Vegas and in Charlotte. Um, uh, Pro Stock Motorcycle is so competitive right now. I mean, man, I like I like how it changed I did this too. year. I did the too. change, it's and I get it's. I don't, y'all are, I mean, I know y'all, where my role is a little different there, so and I appreciate y'all support. Let right. me come in and out of your pits to do my sure. thing. So and yes, I stay out of their way. I learned those skills a long time ago um but i was down um because i was standing behind pablo when they made the side-by-side 200s yeah so and um when i talked to scotty Polacek, they flipped the classes so they run y'all before the right. pro stock cars so and uh but you got the 200 then you get 200 side-by-sides and then when joey did his 200 these people in the stands because i glanced up i even took they were on their feet clapping. they were going nuts yeah they were going crazy they yeah. loved it yeah so. it was great <laughs> And then the finals. So the finals, <laughs> you've got Joey on a Vance and Hines four valve. You got Steve Johnson on a Monster four valve. You got Karen on a two valve Suzuki. And then you got uh, Matt Smith on his Victory um, V twin. I mean, you had four different combinations to race down the racetrack. <laughs> and when you look at you know seventy six, seventy three, seventy two, so, you know it's just like man. I mean, it was kind of. 
it was almost breathtaking in some moments when it's like you're on a 76 and you're like, damn, that wasn't fast of the round. <laughs> you know, like, uh, it, it was it was good. It was really good. I, I really love the com- competition on that side of the fence over there. There, That's a tight ship. you got to have your stuff glued tight over there. So. It's a, it's a different, and, and it's... It, me and Pablo had a conversation too. The intensity is much different. It is for, for the pro soccer motorcycle. You're under a lot more pressure. Yeah, it's a lot more pressure. Uh, you get there, uh, uh, pro stock teams, uh, people. You know, even though they can be well funded, or the guys that are just s- struggling to make each race, mm-hmm. um, they don't get to test. Yeah, they don't get to test like these guys. You can't come to your local track on Friday night and blast it down the track. Uh, one our schedule just doesn't permit it. Mm-hmm. We're always on the road, and then you get there, you got three shots to make the show, and then you know, first round's the worst. <laughs> first round's always the worst in pro stock motorcycle. It's the hardest round. Once you get back that, you you can kind of take a deep breath and, and and keep moving throughout the day. But that Sunday morning when you wake up, you you thought you learned something Saturday, mm-hmm. but like in Atlanta, it was seventy degrees. It was beautiful, and then Sunday rolls around, and it's 80 and muddy (laughs) and humid, and you're like, well, nothing I did Friday and Saturday is going to work. Sorry, folks, that goes off. I can't turn my phone off, but um, no, obviously, that was a fantastic weekend. Um, The tuning aspect, because you've got um, the four valve. Yeah. Um, when we, I think me and you spoke briefly, it wasn't something we put online, but to, to keep it within our conversation, um, y'all have been running the two motors and then you sent them off to have them looked at and put the yes. two new motors in there. How are they holding up? So far, we've reported zero issues. Okay. Um, I, we haven't even, we haven't had any, any hiccups in the, in the Vance Nines program at all yet. Uh, the only the only issue we, we encountered was Corey Reed's first engine um, developed a shifting problem. It wouldn't shift from one two. Okay. And it, I mean it was just standard. I, I want to say it either boogered a shift fork or popped a clip off. Like it wasn't. It had nothing to do with the drivetrain or the valve train or any of that stuff. It just wouldn't go into second gear. Outside of that, that's the only issue we encountered with the whole program. So oh, wow. it's been pretty flawless. Um, and then. We had an electrical gremlin in um, Atlanta with Corey's bike, but really wasn't a gremlin more than it was a, a, an error on installation of a... We changed the clutch switch from okay. the way that Vance and Hines provided the bikes to us. And um, we, we were depressing the switch too hard. Okay. Um, so what we had did, we kind of wore the switch out so it wouldn't release. So uh-huh. when Corey came up in, in E1 in Atlanta, he went to do a burnout. And when he let the clutch go, it didn't come off the two-step. So it would just sit there. It wouldn't rev up. It wouldn't do anything. So, you know, in, in HRA, <laughs> if, if it doesn't run, you got like 15 seconds and you got to get the hell out of the water box. So he, he, he passed on and had to take the take the L for E1. And we got back to the pits and we fumbled with it and fixed it right there. It took like two minutes. So oh, wow. it was frustrating. But that, that's part of the intensity. That's part of the stress. That's part of the you drove there and you did this. You got all hyped up and you had to – get all this energy built up to go out there and have something dumb like that bite you in the ass. I mean, and you and you've gotta really be on it because the they don't play in they don't play around. No, they don't play so, around. Yeah, you yeah. you're not ready. They'll they'll Yeah, you can come if your bike cuts off when you're on your way to the water box, I think you get one or possibly two startups and that's it. Oh, you know, wow. so. so 
Alright, now I'm not going to time up too long because you've got a ton of work to get done over yes, there. Sir. So, and I have a nice gentleman that's been patient yep. waiting also. Um, but HTP Performance, um, the sponsor of the Superstar class. You can yep. find them on Instagram, find them on Facebook. Make sure you support them. They're supporting us. We have to support you back. But I can't let you get out of here without talking about one of the people that I have mad respect for that you know personally, yep. Leah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other half of HT. I refer to she's a technological beast. Yes. Not just a mom, not just a wife, but she's absolutely amazing. Let's make sure we give her, uh, yeah. give her a few minutes. Yeah, Leah, Leah is the glue to HTP performance, if that was even a good enough term to use. <laughs> um, she is my better half. She takes care of everything in my life, from scheduling what I do on a day-to-day to partners with me in my business. She helps run the shop. She does all the machine work. She does all the bill collecting, the bookkeeping. Uh, and then on top of that, she takes care of my two children. I mean, she just wears many, many hats. She's stressing out right now on the <laughs> way down here because she thinks she forgot to order a case of oil that we know that she's got. So oh. <laughs> she's good. Uh, she's just amazing. Um, I couldn't do this without her. I mean, it's it's been a really good deal. We've been together. We just had our 10-year anniversary. Wow. Congratulations. And, uh, she's she's made it made it all work I mean it's I couldn't do it without her that's for sure <laughs> she really um, a lot of people don't realize how much Leah does at the shop too mm-hmm. as far as behind the scenes um, you know we throw stuff at her on a Friday evening right before she leaves because she, she has to leave early to get the kids or go home and get the kids off the bus and we'll be like hey we need an air shifter bracket for the new BMW and she's like what you know <laughs> um, but she'll go home take her laptop home we can give her a couple rough dimensions. She'll design something up. Um, now, with Reed Motorsports being part of HTP as well, yeah. Joey and Corey have thrown at her another uh, place to where now they can 3D print her apart before she machines it, and then they work together to get it. Oh, so very cool. It really helps us with rapid prototype stuff. So, But, yeah, she's just – yeah, she's amazing. Um, you know, she went to school to be uh, – uh, gosh, brain fart right now. Um, <laughs> she didn't want to wear a lab coat. Gosh. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, forensic biologist is what Leo's um, went to college Holy for. crap. <laughs> yeah, not only did she do it, she graduated early. Like, she's she's a super nerd. <laughs> so it's it's kind of weird to see a forensic biologist work in a motorcycle shop. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I, I give people the brief run around. They ask Leah all the time, who trained her to run a CNC machine? And they have no idea. We literally, we bought a Haas. Mm-hmm. We went to Haas training at Phillips Core in North Carolina for two days. They went down there and two they days. show you, yeah, they show you how to work the board. They go over some minor little G-code stuff. Yeah. Everything else Leah taught herself in those Holy two crap. days and, and self-taught herself. So, I mean, I literally had a CNC machine show up in my shop and Leah didn't know the difference between a drill bit and an end mill. <laughs> and My she goodness. full on makes clutch covers, <laughs> uh, plenums for turbos. Like she's got it now. So wow. it's amazing. She's smart. Yeah. Couldn't do it without her. Well, we'll definitely uh, give her her time on here too. We'll get her on there. Yeah, and, she'll uh, be here this weekend. So I make sure we get uh, Leah too. But Cecil Towner, HTP Performance. I need to let this man get back to work. Yes, sir. Next conversation, I promise we're going to get more technical because there's a whole tuning aspect. Yes, sir. Um, but he is a busy guy, so we'll get him next time. Thank you so much for sitting down with me, sir. Thank you, sir.